challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. So glad that you're with me here at the Great Man Podcast. Hey, before I dive into my topic, my very important topic today, let me ask you to help me. I want to change our generation when it comes to noble manhood. I want to get books, resources, videos into people's hands all over the world. I want to host in somewhere in North America, the best men's conference, men's leaders conference on the planet. I want to do a lot of things in the coming years through Great Man. And there's a way you can help without it even costing you a dime. Let me tell you what it is. If you go, will go on to smile.amazon.com, you can choose a charity after which every purchase that you make, 0.5% of that purchase is donated to great man. You follow what I'm saying? Go to smile.amazon.com, choose through their process, great man, Inc., which is our you know professional name. And after that, every time you go on to smile.amazon.com and make a purchase, a half of a percent of that purchase is given to us. Now, for the average American family, that means about seven bucks a year would be given to Great Man. But suppose we had 10,000. Suppose we had 100,000 people doing that. We would begin to have resources. Um, we, we have other people who donate things. We, we, we have funds coming in uh, to do the things that we're called to do. But, but if people did this, it wouldn't even cost them a dime. And we would suddenly have, hopefully, tens of thousands, maybe one day hundreds of thousands that we could use to change manhood in this generation. We're not using it for cars. We're not using it for houses. We're not using it for salaries. We're using it to put materials in the world, to put together conferences, to get by certain speakers in certain parts of the world that where we can be strategic, to go where they can't afford this stuff on their own. And you can help, again, without it costing you a dime. Go to smile.amazon.com, sign up, choose Great Man Inc., and then always do your Amazon purchases on smile.amazon.com. You'll get the same discounts, the same arrangements, the same shipping. All the stuff's the same. It's just that when you choose it on smile.amazon.com and you've chosen us as your charity, we get a percentage donated not by you, but by Amazon to further what we do. I'm excited about it, not just because it's income for us, but because it doesn't cost anybody anything. It doesn't cost you a thing. Now, of course, we also take donations and people support, and I'll be talking to you more about that in the future, because I'm telling you straight up, I want to change manhood on this planet in our generation. That's my goal. It's going to take money to do it. Here's a way you can help without it costing you a dime. Go to smile.amazon.com. Choose greatman.inc. Or I don't think it has a dot, greatman inc. in the title. You'll see us there. And after that, every time you buy on smile.amazon.com, you will be helping us help men of our generation. All right, enough said. I want to talk to you about something rather unusual. It's not the kind of thing that I would usually talk about in a podcast. But I had an experience recently that left me reflecting on a whole issue uh, that has to do with men and how they present in the world and how they grow up and how they want to lead and how they want to be perceived as leaders in the world. So let me set this up. I want to talk to you about how men dress. 
I want to talk to you about how men choose clothes. I know that may sound strange coming from Stephen Mansfield because I am not, as I've said many times, much of a style or a clothes horse. Uh, But I do believe in being dressed. I do believe in being dressed appropriately to the occasion. I do believe in men having a number of levels, a number of uh, games at which they can uh, dress. You understand what I'm saying? A number of levels. And I want to talk about why that often doesn't happen and what the result is. So let me use an example of a recent event of mine. Excuse me. I went to a reception not too long ago for a former governor of Tennessee. It was a reception that had to do with a book that he was releasing. And everybody there, except for maybe one or two, were people I knew and liked and friends with and will continue to be friends with. I showed up wearing, uh, I don't mind you knowing because I was coming from another event. So I had a jacket, a vest, an open collared shirt and slacks on. Okay. Now this is going to be important. I'm not just describing my clothes for no purpose. I showed up wearing that because I had come from another event, but I got to tell you quite frankly, it wouldn't have been that uncommon for me to show up dressed just exactly like that. The host of the event, whom I won't name because I don't want to serve anybody up in this, in this story. Uh, the host of the event was dressed just like me, slacks, jacket, open collared shirt. Okay, fine. When I looked around at that event, I was amazed at how the men were dressed. The women, by the way, all looked wonderful. They all had dresses on or pants suits. They all looked elegant. Their hair was done. They had jewelry that was appropriate to the moment. None of them had just overdressed or tried to, you know, ridiculously impress. They looked great. They appropriate and wise. You had men there, and I'm sorry to say most of them were clergy. Most of them were young, cool Nashville clergy. I, I call them cool clergy. And they, even though they are men of God, even though they are men who represent churches, some of them of size, even though they are men of impact, they were dressed like five-year-olds. Uh, they had white sh- gym shoes on. They had jeans on. Uh, they had untucked short sleeve plaid shirts on. You, you, you know the type. I mean, you really, it's what you expect to see somebody going to shop at Walmart with, and wearing. Um, and when I saw them, I thought, you know, what? I wasn't critical of them. They're all friends. I was delighted to see all of them. But as I sat there during the event, kind of reflecting on their clothing, um, I just thought, why would you show up at an event to honor a governor? See, that's the issue, to honor a governor. It's not about, hey, you know, nobody's going to throw you out if you wear jeans. It's not that kind of minimal standard. It's, It's a way of thinking that says, I'm coming to honor a governor of a state. So what what would I wear that would be appropriate to that? Would it be tennis shoes and jeans and a short sleeve untucked plaid shirt? Well, that that seems like what a third grader would wear to go to school. It seems like what a guy would wear for a backyard barbecue. But you're going to the house of a well, an accomplished wealthy man was hosting an event for a former governor of a state. Seems like just taking it up a notch. The issue, and I'm not just picking on the clergy, there were other there as well. It seems like the issue is not so much what will I be comfortable and cool in. It seems like the issue is how can I dress so as to show some degree of honor for the event and for the man being honored. That to me 
is what ought to determine a man's dress style. That when you dress, sure, you can dress comfortably. Sure, you can dress in a, in a way that is, that is cool and, and casual. Sure, that's how most of us run around. But, when, but what I want to know about men, what I want men to be able to do is to be able to take it up in their dress style, <clears throat> excuse me, take it up in their dress style and be able to find a level of dress that is appropriate for an occasion, okay? Now, we live in a casual time, and that's fine. People wear shorts, you know, get up and throw on gym clothes and go out and shop on a Saturday and, and work from home in their PJs and, you know, even go to even, even work in companies where they never wear more than shirts and, and a t-shirt, jeans and a t-shirt. Fine. If that's the culture, that's fine. I'm not trying to get everybody to walk around in a tux. My contention is that a good man, a skilled man, a wise man, a man who wants to represent well, a man who wants to be able to show honor, needs to have a number of different levels for his ability to dress. So you don't just dress in your comfortable uniform all the time. You dress according to what's appropriate for the occasion in terms of what you want to say about the occasion. You're bonding together with your guys to go out for a movie and a dinner. Fine, sure. Wear shorts, wear jeans, wear t-shirts. That's, that's fine. That's like the American casual uniform, also elsewhere in the world. However, if you are going to honor a governor who has served his state well, and he's releasing a book, uh, and, and you've been invited to, to, to meet with other eminent people, extremely eminent people at this, at this thing, university presidents and just eminent people, then showing up the way you would go hang with your buds uh, seems to me to be, if a guy does that, it seems to, to me that either he's saying, my comfort's more important than honoring you, or it seems to me that he's incapable of busting out of his own dress mode, his uniform, to say anything higher. And a good man should be able to. So at this event, there were a, a number of cool clergy who had, as I say, T-shirts, jeans, untucked shirts, short sleeve plaid shirts. Just could have been going anywhere in the world. Could have been playing backyard football. There were a couple of people there in shorts, guys who just showed up in T-shirts and shorts. Now, they knew what the event was going to be. Now, I'm not mad, by the way. I'm trying to make a broader point. Uh, there were a number of people who were there in jackets, and they may have had jeans and boots on, but still looks like jackets, a shirt, you know, un tucked or untucked. That, 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 that's appropriate in, in Nashville. Jeans and a jacket is almost a tux. <laughs> so you can go almost anywhere in jeans, boots, a jacket, and a, and a decent shirt. And most people had that. But what I'm, what I'm, the reason I'm using this event, uh, an event at which I loved everyone and most people are ongoing friends of mine, is to say a good man does not just dress in terms of what's comfortable to him 24-7. A good man has the ability to find different levels of dress based on the occasion, not to make some show, but to show honor and respect. Not too long ago, I read an article where a mother was just, a, she was writing about how she was just aghast. She was just ashamed. Her daughter was on a university volleyball team that had won the national championship and almost all the girls on the volleyball team showed up at the White House in sundresses and with flip-flops on. Well, the mom was horrified. She was from an earlier generation. She would have thought, you know, a nicer dress and high heels would have been better. Uh, I'm sure this was during the Obama administration. I'm sure that the president didn't do anything but just 
chat with them like girls and have a great time. He was pretty casual and cool himself. Uh, but the man knew how to dress now. And it showed a bit of a generational change. Uh, we've, we've had a generational change in the way people dress uh, maybe in the last 20 years. And that is that some folks, especially given COVID, never leave comfort clothing, never leave what they're most comfortable in. They don't know how to transition up. They don't know how to change. And unfortunately, I'm at a lot of events for whatever reason. Something partly Part of it is that they often include men. Um, part of it is that they make a broad reach in terms of the kind of people they bring together. But it's not uncommon at all to find a man showing up in shorts. I'm, I don't mean his undershorts. I'm talking about, you know, dress shorts um, and a T-shirt at an event where there's a receiving line and everybody else is in a, a jacket or a tie. My point is not to become the snot-nosed clothing Nazi here. That's not my point at all. My point is to say that a good man, a mature man, does not think only in terms of his own comfort does not basically have an attitude of screw you when it comes to how he dresses. He can dress at different levels. I have certainly worked construction jobs that were jeans and t-shirts. And as soon as I got on the job, my shirt came off and I worked that way all day. Filthy by the time I went home, went home, changed clothes. The issue at that moment was, could I wear clothes for whatever was next that didn't, that didn't have to carry over the style of the construction yard. In other words, could I go home and shower and then go to a wedding and then go out on a date and then go meet a girlfriend's parents and then go to church and then, yeah, just go eat pizza with my buddies? Could I find all those different levels? Or did I have the attitude, look, I work construction. What's comfortable for me is boots and jeans and a T-shirt, and that T-shirt will probably have a hole in it, and that's what I'm going to wear everywhere. I'm going to wear it to church. I'm going to wear it to meet the parents. I'm going to wear it no matter what. Is that, is that the approach? Now, I don't believe we ought to be having strict, highly developed systems of, of what's allowed in clothing and keeping people out of restaurants and so on. I mean, I certainly believe that it's appropriate to have, an, have elite restaurants where a jacket is required or a tire, or a tire, I'm sorry, a tie is required. And I think that's perfectly fine for certain situations. I think it's appropriate to say, you know, I don't play golf, but if guys play golf and certain clothing is more appropriate, fine, make those, make those requirements. I really believe in boys' schools. I'm a big believer in boys' schools, by the way, not because I don't like girls, but because boys and girls develop at very different speeds, often as much as half a decade in a different apart in their intellectual development. And I think, I think boys' schools serve boys very well in the same way that girls' schools serve girls very well. And so I, if, if I had the time and I was called to this, I would form a boys, boys school. There would be a modified uniform. There would be certain formal occasions when dress had to be worn. Um, there would even be certain occasions when robes had to be worn. Why? To teach the boys how to find the appropriate level of dress based on the occasion. I do not believe that clothes make the man. I do believe that clothes reveal the man. And if some dude's got a Peter Pan complex and can't dress in anything but what he uh, dresses in when he's, you know, at home uh, playing on the floor with the kids, or maybe he's at home playing on the floor with his own toys, if it, that's the way he dresses in the world, then, then he's, not, he's not mature, he's not whole, uh, he's not considering what it is his dress says in a given occasion. Now, I'm not sure the governor that was being honored at this event I described uh, was looking for everybody to wear tuxes to honor him. It was a, it was a, a house-oriented, uh, semi-casual, business-casual occasion. But, but, but to show up and say what you're doing is important, 
I honor you. Thank you for your years of service. Please tell us about your book. Uh, please, we, we, we're, we're grateful to be with you. That is not only something said in words, it's also something said in clothes. So I'm not asking you guys to, you know, have a, put, put about $10,000 into your clothes here. That's not what I'm asking. I'm simply asking that you have the maturity, the ability, and the sense of honor to choose the level of your dress, the sophistication of your dress at different levels so that you can honor certain occasions. You take your wife out once a week, take it up a notch. Don't wear just clean versions of what you wear on the job. You, 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 you uh, go meet uh, people, you go to church, you go, I realize church is casual these days, I understand that. Um, you go do certain things, you go to a political event, you go meet with the boss, you go, just be able to ratchet it up. Just don't have one uniform you wear all the time. Some guys never get out of gym clothes. Some guys never get out of jeans and a, and a t-shirt and flip-flops. It's fine. That's, if that's 50%, 60% of what you wear because that's your culture, that's your tribe, that's what your work allows, that's what you're comfortable in, it's fine. I'm challenging you. Can you take it up? Can you go higher? If I suddenly set an appointment with you and a state senator or somebody well-known or somebody working in charity uh, or, or, or somebody who, 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 uh, to whom I want to ask you to make a presentation uh, for a good cause, can, can Are you so married to your clothing style as a matter of your comfort and your cool that you can't break out of that level and take it up a notch, throw a jacket on, put on some, uh, some patent leather shoes, you know, wear some slacks? Can you take it up and still feel just as good? Or are you one of these guys that as soon as the event is over, you're tearing at your jacket and tearing at your tie? Oh my God, get me out of this monkey suit. Look, a mature guy simply recognizes that clothes communicate. They don't just cover your nakedness. They communicate. They communicate honor. They communicate levels of sophistication. They communicate that you recognize that something's important. That's all. That you recognize that something is important and that you're able to live in that, quite literally, in those in clothes that say that. And like I say, I'm not talking about showing up at uh, in, in a tux for a pizza bash. I, I'm not talking about meeting your girl at a, uh, when you're just going to take her out for dinner or a movie uh, in a tux because you're going to meet the parents. But I do think taking it up a notch and more importantly, know how to take it up a notch. In some families, I know they got, they've got numbers. Okay, this is level one. Level one's gym clothes, you know, just kick back gym clothes. They're all going to go out and play and eat pizza and go, go swimming. Cool, gym clothes. But meet the parents, maybe level two or three. Level four is what you do at church. Level four is when you're going to a, the, the formal family reunion. If level four is you know, when you're going to go get interviewed for that university. You understand what I'm saying. Can you just do it? Can you just slide between the levels without disgust, without anger? Can you shave? Can you, can you shower? Can you put on a little cologne? Can you just dress equal with the occasion? Clothes do not make the man. The man's the same regardless of what he's wearing. But clothes do reveal the man and do send a message. And so I'm saying that for good men, for noble men, for righteous men, clothes aren't incidental to all that. Clothes aren't apart from all that. Clothes are part of the signaling, the messaging, the culture we build around us of nobility and honor and distinction. So you ought to be able to move from gym clothes you're wearing at the mall or, you know, out just messing around 
all the way to a jacket and a tie and be completely comfortable, know how to wear them. It fits. You look fine. You don't even need to comment on it to anybody because it's just normal and, and you feel great and you understand that what's going on is that you are choosing different levels of clothes. Yes, for function. Yes, for your comfort. Sure, everything you wear ought to be comfortable. But also you're choosing clothes to reveal who you are, to reveal your esteem for the event, to make a statement to those who are there of honor and investment and care and respect. Be able to move up and down the ladder of clothing from super casual, which is where most people are stuck all the time, to maybe not super formal. I don't know. Most people never get around to wearing a tux, but just a jacket and open collar shirt, just a jacket and tie, just be able to take it up to that level. Like I say, to show the honor and respect. I'm more concerned about what's going on on the inside of you. I'm more concerned that you're not going through the world just dressing for your own comfort, just treating the world as a source for your own comfort and entertainment, but that you're thinking about what you're revealing to it, that you're thinking about the signals you're sending to it, that you're thinking about who you are and what you're meant to represent when you're standing there. And what I'm saying is, in the same way that your language is part of that, in the same way that your thoughts are part of that, in the same way that your education is part of that, in the same way your hair and your cologne and your shaving and all of that's part of it, the clothes you wear is part of that. I'm not talking about an act. I'm not talking about a performance. I'm not talking about theater. I'm talking about authenticity. And for a good, authentic man, clothes are part of who he is, what he has to say to the world, and the way he walks in distinction and honor. Because this is one of the great arts of noble manhood. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.